Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. Welcome to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn. Y como siempre, I am so grateful you are here. In this one-on-one conversation between you and I, we are going to continue the conversation on solitude. In the last one-on-one conversation between you and I, I expressed my gratitude for solitude and I went in on my personal, my spiritual, my physical journey through solitude. This conversation, however, is going to be different. I'm not going to be diving more into my personal, spiritual, physical journey, though I will touch on it. This conversation is more so going to be a summary of that last conversation, if you will. This will be somewhat of a part two to that part one. So if you are tuning into this episode and you have not yet heard the last one-on-one conversation between you and I where I express my gratitude for solitude and you would like to hear more about my own personal journey You would like to hear more about my own spiritual and physical journey through solitude and how my solitude came to be and how um, I felt through my solitude and what happened in my solitude and all of that stuff, then tune into that conversation. Tune into that part one before tuning into this one. If you already heard that one, you don't need to hear it again, um, unless you want to. Uh, But if you didn't hear that one and you are less interested in hearing about my own personal, my own spiritual, my own physical journey through solitude, and you just want me to get straight to the point on how solitude can change your life, how solitude can be your biggest blessing. If you just want me to convince you to allow yourself to experience solitude, if you want some comfort and some reassurance and some affirmation in experiencing your own solitude, perhaps some of you are experiencing solitude and it's just not it, like it's not feeling good, you are feeling lost or confused or lonely or whatever and you just want someone to offer you some words of encouragement this conversation is for you and I'm excited to get into it I'm going to switch up the format of the conversation a bit so if you end up enjoying this episode please let me know uh, if you want more of this style of podcast episode Um, And what I mean by different and switching up the format is that I am going to start this episode by offering you some affirmations revolving solitude that I encourage you to 
repeat and speak over your own life if you feel called, if you feel inspired by them and you enjoy them. Then we're going to get into six ways that solitude heals. So again, this is like the summary to the part one of the last episode. This is the part two. This is us getting straight to it onto how solitude is healing and can be healing for you as well. And after that, I'm going to offer you some reflectional prompts. And lastly, we're going to get into some gentle reminders. I'm going to gently remind you on why you are worthy of experiencing solitude. You are worthy of receiving the gifts that solitude brings you because Again, I would just like to reiterate, you know, this is something that I shared in the last one-on-one conversation where I expressed my gratitude for solitude. It is no coincidence that at the same time that I experienced the most profound solitude in my life, I also experienced the most profound healing, the most profound awakening, the most profound spiritual season of my life. If there were no solitude for me in the past couple of years, there would be no profound healing. There would be no profound awakening. There would be no profound spiritual unfoldment in my life in the past couple of years. So I am so grateful for solitude and I'm excited to get into this episode where we're going to get straight into it, where I'm going to be encouraging you uh, to allow yourself to come into solitude. And we're going to have this beautiful conversation. So get comfortable and let's get into it. So let's begin with some affirmations, specifically some gratitude affirmations, right? Because this is starting with gratitude and we're here cultivating gratitude. And specifically in this episode, we are cultivating our gratitude for solitude and the gifts that solitude brings forth into our lives. If you are currently at work or driving or busy and you can't currently you know, gift yourself some meditative space to sit down and put your hand over your heart and close your eyes and repeat these affirmations, then just be present and just really consciously listen to these affirmations and receive them as an offering from me to you in the most uh, genuine and loving and encouraging way, okay? Consciously listening is a beautiful um, affirmation that you are open and receptive to receiving. But if you are able to come into a meditative space, I'm going to encourage you to get comfortable, get seated, lay down, whatever your favorite meditative position is. Put your hand over your heart as a intention to receive and to tune into your body, tune into yourself. And again, if you feel inspired by these affirmations I'm about to share with you, go ahead and repeat after me. You can pause 
the episode. If you would like to write the affirmation down, however it is that you choose to receive, to repeat, to engage with these affirmations and with the rest of this episode, go ahead and do so and allow yourself to be fully present into this conversation. So let's begin these gratitude affirmations. I am grateful to be blessed with the ability to spend quality time in solitude, to spend quality time with myself. I am grateful for all the times I was divinely led into solitude and the times I led myself into intentional solitude. I am grateful for how solitude contributes to my healing, my centeredness, and my inner knowingness. I am grateful for all the ways solitude expands my conscious awareness about myself and the universe. I am grateful to be willing to experience solitude to be open to receiving the gifts of solitude. I am grateful to reclaim my power, my attention, and my energy through solitude. These are my eight gratitude affirmation offerings to you. Again, if you'd like to play that back, and speak these words of affirmation over your own life, over your own solitude, go ahead and do so. If you'd like to write these affirmations down so that so that you can refer back to them, go ahead and do so. And again, my intention in this episode, in this one-on-one conversation between you and I is, again, just to offer words of encouragement, words of comfort for you and your solitude. So now let's get into six ways that solitude heals. I mentioned these six ways um, in part one in the last episode uh, where I expressed my gratitude for solitude. But again, my intention for this episode is just to get straight to it because I'm sure there were some of you who were listening to that the last episode and were like, girl, can you just please get straight to it and let me know how how solitude changed your life because that's all I want to know. So in no chronological order, number one, in solitude, you are able to reclaim your focus because there are less distractions, period. There are less people places, things tugging on your attention and distracting you from focusing on your feeling, your healing, your creating, your being. Again, in solitude, you are able to reclaim your focus because there are less distractions. And this is a way that you reclaim your power, like we affirmed earlier. One of the most powerful capabilities you have is to intentionally control what you 
focus on and what you gift your attention to. Because what you focus on, what you gift your energy to is where you are flowing energy towards. It is where you are cultivating energy. And so often when we are not in solitude, when we go through long periods of not experiencing solitude and we are constantly surrounded by people, places, things tugging on our attention and distracting us, it's harder for us to be more intentional about where we are placing our focus and where we are gifting our attention. So again, in solitude, because there are less distractions, you are able to reclaim your focus and therefore you are able to reclaim one of the most powerful capabilities that you have. Two, in solitude, you realize how being around others impacts and influences your energy. You also realize how important energetic hygiene and energetic boundaries are. As your solitude cleanses you from ties and meshments and projections that don't belong to you, you come to know what energy does. This is something that greatly contributed to my energetic awakening. Because at the time when I was coming into solitude, I was feeling called to place energetic boundaries Because when I first stepped into my solitude, I was so energetically depleted and I did not understand why. But once I started awakening to energetics and how energy works and really gaining the clarity that everything in life is energy, and it is so incredibly important that we invest our time and energy wisely And that we allow ourselves to experience solitude partly with the intention to cleanse our energy, our energetic field. It completely changed my life. Like this is definitely one of the ways that solitude changed me and evolved me and ascended me. So again, in solitude, you start to become, oh wait, no, that's the next one. In solitude, you realize how being around others impacts and influences your energy. When I felt called to place energetic boundaries and to understand energetic boundaries, I had no idea what that meant or what that was. Like, what do you mean place energetic boundaries? Coming into solitude is one way that you place an energetic boundary between you and the world, you and others. And this is a form of self-care. This is a form of self-love. This is not selfish. Solitude is not selfish, especially when you are intending to show up in the world more intentionally and really embody your true self, that is not selfish at all. You are doing the world a favor by coming into solitude and energetically cleansing yourself and coming into your truth, coming into your authenticity. But in solitude, and I'm sure so many of you who have allowed yourself to experience solitude have realized In solitude, like, oh my goodness, like, I I did not realize how much this person or this environment or this 
habit or this engagement impacted me. I didn't realize how much it influenced me and my emotions and my state of being. So in solitude, again, all this to say, you're really able to practice energetic hygiene. And what I mean by that is like, just when you think of like, you know, when we practice bodily hygiene, right? We go to the shower and we cleanse ourselves from like all the dirt on our bodies from being outside, being at work, going to the club. And we're cleansing ourselves, cleansing our bodies, right? It's that that's the same um, notion, the same reflection, the same experience when you are practicing energetic hygiene, except instead of it being, you know, you cleansing the dirt off your body, you're cleansing the dirt off of your energetic field, off of your aura. And that dirt comes from you being enmeshed. And by enmeshed, I mean attached to people, places, things. That dirt comes from people projecting their thoughts, their feelings, their desires onto you. That dirt can come from ties, from past relationships or even current relationships. And so often we don't realize that we're carrying this energetic dirt and it's impacting how we feel. Sometimes certain emotions that you're feeling don't even belong to you. Like, have you ever felt sadness or have you ever felt anger like out of nowhere or seemingly for like no reason? Like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Like it kind of came out of nowhere or it doesn't really make sense. Yes, it can come from, you know, so many things. But one of those things that it can come from is a tie, an enmeshment, a projection from someone else. It can come from the dirt that you haven't energetically cleansed from your field, from your aura, and in solitude, you're able to do that because there are less ener- uh, there are less external influences around you. You're able to really just tap into yourself, tune into yourself and your energy, and really get to know what energy belongs to you and what energy does not belong to you. So again, in solitude, you realize how being around others impacts and influences your energy. The next one, in solitude, you start to become a pure channel for the divine to speak and act through. Because you are energetically cleansing yourself, you are also cleansing yourself from blockages that may have been keeping you from divine clarity and communication. It will become easier for you to receive divine guidance and listen to your intuition. For those of you who have been desiring and feeling called to really listen to your intuition and get to know your intuition and strengthen your intuition, but have been having trouble doing so, part of the reason why you may be having trouble doing so is because you have not practiced energetic hygiene because you may have a lot of energetic dirt on you. And so it's hard for you to be able to tune in because you haven't tapped out, right? Sometimes we have to tap out to tune in. And when you are tuning in through solitude and 
you're able to like really tap in, really tune in because again, there are less distractions. There are less external influences in solitude. You then start to become a pure, open channel for the divine to speak and act through. You are becoming more receptive to receiving divine clarity, to engaging in divine communication because you are tuning into your own energy. You are energetically cleansing yourself from energy that doesn't belong to you. And in doing so, you're able to really consciously listen. So in solitude, you start to become a pure channel for the divine to speak and act through. And these are all, all of these six ways that I'm currently sharing with you and these six ways that solitude heals, like all of these are interconnected, right? All of these assist each other. And all of these ways I personally experienced. And all of these ways played a role in me experiencing the most profound healing, the most profound spiritual awakening and journeying and unfoldment I've ever experienced in my life. In solitude, as you reclaim your focus and practice energetic hygiene, you become more intentional about how you invest your time and energy. You, your time, and your energy become more precious to you. So you'll no longer just gift them to anybody or anything. In solitude, when you are coming home to your true self and you are starting to feel that awakening, you are starting to feel that uh, spiritual um, embracement and embodiment, when you are starting to realize you are less distracted and more able to really focus on what you really desire to focus on. You start to honor yourself more. You start to value yourself, your time, your energy more. Because you awaken to and you realize just how precious you and your time and your energy are. When we are distracted, it's hard for us to really know just how valuable our time and energy are because we're distracted. We're putting our energy over here. We're putting our energy over there. We're putting our time over here. We're putting our time over there. And we're not gifting ourselves the space to reflect on like, okay, am I actually investing my time and energy wisely? Am I actually honoring my time and energy in a way that honors how valuable my, my time and energy are? Am I investing my time and energy in a way that is in alignment with what I feel called to focus on? It's hard for us to really be able to reflect on these things when we are distracted, when we are externally influenced And getting all of these projections placed onto us. 
So again, as you reclaim your focus and practice energetic hygiene and in solitude, you become more intentional about how you invest your time and energy. And that's a really beautiful thing. In solitude, you come to know your true self. Since there are less distractions and less external influences, the fog of who you truly are begins to clear as you spend more time with your own self and your own energy. You'll begin to learn who you are and who you are not. And this is often how the spiritual awakening journey begins, right? I expanded on this in part one, in the last one-on-one conversation between you and I, where I expressed my gratitude for solitude and really went in on my own personal journey through solitude. Often our spiritual awakening journey begins by us realizing who it is that we're not. And it can cause somewhat of like an existential crisis. We, be, we can begin to feel really disassociated and really question life and the meaning of life and who it is that we are. And it can, you know, have a spiral into sadness and confusion and fog because we are shedding these illusions. We're awakening to these illusions that we've been perceiving our lives through. An awakening, a spiritual awakening is essentially when we awaken to truths, to truths, (laughs) to truth, the truth of who we are and the truth of who we are not. And it really amplifies when we are in solitude because we are spending so much time with ourselves And we no longer have those distractions. We no longer have those external influences. Again, I know that I keep repeating this, but it's so important to acknowledge that when we are spending so much time with ourselves, we get to start to know like, okay, who am I really, you know, without these distractions and without these external influences around me? Who am I really? And I think this is why some people fear coming into solitude because they fear of how solitude will change them. They fear how solitude will reveal the illusions that they have been holding on to. They fear how solitude will reveal their shadows and their attachments and who they truly are. Like, yeah, we're going to get into that in the reflectional prompts, but You come to know your true self in solitude. And that's one of the biggest blessings, one of the greatest gifts that solitude can bring forth to us because we deserve to know who our true selves are. And so often we question like, who is my true self? Because again, we haven't allowed ourselves to come into solitude. As you spend more time with yourself and in your own energy, you, again, just to finally reiterate, you begin to learn what energy belongs to you and what energy does not belong to you. And in that learning, you come to know who your true self is. And lastly, in solitude, you deepen your relationship with yourself and become more comfortable confronting yourself. As you spend more time in solitude and allow yourself to experience you, allow yourself to heal you, you naturally begin to honor and cherish your own presence more. Solitude becomes enjoyable and desirable. I feel like this 
last way, last of the six ways that solitude heals kind of just brings all of this into a full circle, right? Again, this is all interconnected, but you truly do deepen your relationship with yourself and become more comfortable confronting yourself, become more comfortable being by yourself with yourself. And when I say like, you know, as you spend more time in solitude and allow yourself to experience you, allow yourself to heal you, like it's, it was important for me to bring that up because we really do heal ourselves. There really is a healer within us. And I feel like at this time with, you know, spirituality becoming capitalized and colonized and mainstream and popular and all that stuff, like we're seeing how so many people are expressing their codependency on other people to heal them, to guide them, to give them answers, to give them clarity. And while there are some beautiful healers out there, some beautiful guides, some beautiful teachers, spiritual teachers, the most beautiful and rightful guide for you, healer for you, teacher for you is your own self. So again, like this is all just a reflection of how in solitude you reclaim your power and also you liberate yourself in so many ways so many ways and that's why i just feel like this these conversations on solitude are so important so important and this is not to you know dismiss the importance of community healing because there are certain things that we can only heal through community that we can't do in solitude but i just feel like so many people fear solitude that we need to have these conversations so those are six ways my friends that solitude heals and those six ways um, are inspired by, again, you know, my own journey through solitude. So if you haven't heard the last conversation where I dive more on my own personal journey through solitude, then go ahead and listen to part one. But let's go ahead and tune and transition into the reflectional prompts that I'd like to offer you. These reflectional prompts are more so for those of you who have been debating or questioning you know whether or not you should come into solitude um for those of you who have been hesitant about experiencing solitude and receiving solitude these reflectional prompts are also for those of you who may be in solitude and may be finding yourself resistant to it so again if any of these prompts call to you go ahead and you know pause this episode and you know if you'd like to just have this be another meditative moment where you really just reflect on the prompt that I just shared with you if you'd like to even grab some writing materials and and start some journaling if you feel inspired to do so go ahead and do that the first prompt why do I fear being alone with myself why do I fear being alone with myself. And some of you may even, may even be finding yourselves resistant to reflecting on this. 
because you may deep down know that you do fear being alone with yourself, which is why you fear coming into solitude. And these reflectional prompts that I'm offering you, like I highly encourage you to receive them with compassion and grace towards yourself. Receive these prompts and approach these prompts with the intention to simply get to know yourself more, understand yourself more from a loving intention. Why do I fear being alone with myself? Have there been any past experiences that have caused me to fear solitude? Have there been any past experiences that have caused me to fear solitude? Am I running away from confronting certain aspects of myself that make me feel uncomfortable? Am I running away from from confronting certain aspects of myself that make me feel uncomfortable? And perhaps you are running away from solitude because you feel like in solitude, these aspects of yourself that you've been running away from may come to the forefront and they make you uncomfortable. You don't want to confront them. You don't want to acknowledge them. What attachments are keeping me from being in solitude? What attachments are keeping me from being in solitude? Do you feel like maybe, you know, if you were to come into solitude, you would lose certain attachments, certain relationships, certain experiences? Do you find yourself holding on to a certain attachment with a person, place, or thing that's keeping you from experiencing solitude? because you don't fully want to let go. And I totally understand that. Because when I first came into the fullness of my solitude, you know, I was grieving a lot of loss. And specifically with the loss of my partnership and having to accept that, you know, that, relationship was over and that I had to gift myself closure that I wasn't get that I wasn't going to get the closure I desired from the other person coming into solitude partly made me feel like it was me taking a step forward and really letting that attachment go and when I first came into solitude as I mentioned in the last episode I experienced the most shadow work I've ever done in my life. And a lot of what that shadow, that shadow work first consisted of was me confronting my codependency and my attachment styles, which is such a beautiful thing to learn about yourself. So again, what attachments are keeping me from being in solitude? What healing and awakening 
may I be missing out on because I avoid solitude? What healing and awakening may I be missing out on because I avoid solitude? As a friend, again, I'm just reiterating, like, if it weren't for my solitude, I wouldn't have experienced the most profound healing and awakening I've ever experienced in my life. So I am your testimony, your living testimony that in you avoiding solitude, you may be missing out on some really profound healing and awakening. And lastly, do I desire to enjoy solitude? If yes, why? For those of you who have been hesitant on experiencing solitude, for whatever reason, in any way, at the end of the day, do you desire to enjoy solitude? Do you enjoy, do you desire to enjoy being with yourself by yourself? Do you desire to spend quality time with yourself? Do you desire to feel comfortable being alone with yourself in solitude? If the answer is yes, why? Why? Why do you desire to enjoy solitude? Why do you enjoy why do you desire to enjoy your own company? Why do you desire to spend quality time with yourself by yourself? And in in answering the question why, I am intending that your answer to that question as to why you desire to enjoy solitude will serve as motivation, as inspiration for you to allow yourself to experience solitude. And lastly, y'all, I just want to offer some gentle reminders to you all as to why I believe and I truly feel you are worthy of experiencing solitude and of experiencing the gifts that solitude brings forth. I pray that you openly receive them and that you feel the sincerity and the genuineness in my expression. Gentle reminder that you are worthy of allowing yourself to experience the healing and awakening that solitude offers. Gentle reminder that you are worthy of exploring solitude with the confidence that you will gain so much more than what you think you'll be missing. Gentle reminder that you are worthy of spending quality time with yourself, becoming more intimate with yourself, and getting to know your true self. Gentle reminder that you are worthy of genuinely enjoying your own company and not avoiding being with yourself. Gentle reminder that you are worthy of reclaiming your power, attention, and energy and investing your reclaimed power, attention, and energy more wisely. Gentle reminder that you are worthy of approaching solitude as an intentional spiritual practice that not only brings you closer to yourself, but to the divine. And I'd also just like to add gentle reminder. This isn't necessarily a gentle reminder on worthiness, but just gentle reminder that, you know, all of life is temporary and seasonal. 
it comes in waves and is experienced in cycles. And the solitude that you experience in different seasons of your life are going to be in seasons. It's not going to last forever. Your solitude is not going to last forever. And that's something that I consistently made myself aware of when I was in the depths of my own solitude, when it just felt very uncomfortable for me. And in acknowledging that the solitude that I was experiencing and am experiencing, because I'm still experiencing solitude at this time, in acknowledging that it's temporary, that it's going to come and go and come again later on and go again and come and go, I really felt encouraged and inspired and a bit more comfortable to just really embrace it Because the solitude that I've experienced in this season of my life, I'm never going to experience it again. Not in this way. Not in this way. And when I really acknowledge that truth, I see my solitude that I've been experiencing as such a big blessing, as such a gift, as such a privilege. So I pray that you all enjoyed this episode and this conversation of me just getting straight into it, me just being straightforward on encouraging you to embrace solitude when it approaches you, to not fear it or to fear it less and to not allow the fear or the discomfort to stop you from experiencing the awakening and the growth and the expansion and the ascension and the healing that your solitude is desiring to gift you. And for those of you who did tune into part one, for those of you who did tune into the last one-on-one conversation between you and I where I express my gratitude for solitude and you listen to most of or the whole episode where I shared the depths of you know my own personal journey and you were like, girl, I just want you to convince me to be in solitude because I need that. I need some words of encouragement. I hope that you found it in this episode. And again, if you enjoyed this style, this format of podcast episode where I, you know, shared some affirmations, um, held space for, you know, some meditative moments, offered some, you know, straight to the point uh, conversational pieces and prompts and gently reminded you of your worthiness and would like some more conversations and episodes shared and recorded and published in this style then let me know. Reach me on any social platform. I'm at with Jocelyn. It's in the show notes in the description of the podcast episode. Uh, Or go ahead and write a review. Share a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Your girl would highly appreciate that. And and let me know which podcasts you enjoy and, and why you recommend for others to tune into this podcast and join us in this podcast community. Thank you so much again for being here, for tuning in, for bringing me into the present moment. I pray that you are walking away 
with greater greater clarity, comfort, and confidence in any way, shape, or form. And I'm really excited for you. I'm really excited for you. I know that, um, that someday you will receive solitude when it finds you with open arms and um, with willingness and fearlessness and courage. And again, I just encourage you to really gift yourself grace and compassion because, you know, we've all been through it. We've all experienced, you know, our own incredibly challenging and difficult experiences that have us, you know, being resistant to certain life experiences like solitude. And it's valid. It's understandable. But I'm proud of you for tuning into, you know, conversations and spaces like this that, you know, may assist you in opening yourself up and surrendering to the flow of your life. So thank you for being here. And I look forward to engaging with you in the next episode. Peace and blessings and so much love and gratitude to you all. Your girl, your host, Josaline.